Cause this is Sports Life Talk. Hey, hey. You rock it with Sports Life Talk. Life Talk. Hot topics yeah. with Sports yeah. Life Talk. Come on. So come and get you some Sports Life Talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shots. Things will never be the same, so forget yeah. what you thought. Yeah. That's life without sports, ain't nothing but talk. Go now, finally a show that makes your heart pound profound. Wonder what's running up through your thoughts now. About to drown all podcasts. That be watered down. Tell them clowns it's a new era, and it's starting now. I've told them strangers, the five power rangers. Approaching sports life talk from five different angles. Get ready for the change up. We done turned the flame up. The topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing. Yeah, let's get it cracking. KT the head coach and Miss Manhattan. Gemini Jones holds the throne, she be calling them out. Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones, the mouth of the South. From the club of athletes to the end of the week, we got what you need. We dropping what's hot in the streets from copping new sneaks to locals popping, doing big things. When gossip and tea, let Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports Life Talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening, let the show begin. Sports Life Talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. I let the show begin. Hey y'all! What's going on, people? Oh, that was unexpected. Hey, welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk. Well, life without sports is just talk. Today we got uh, Miss Manhattan in the house. Hey y'all again. <laughs> we I know we got Mister United Search. What's good? What's good, peoples? We got the mouth of the South, B Jones. Man, I'm I'm gonna tell you something right now. I can't even take it to a whole nother level. Your boy ain't doing too good today, man. Oh man, what's the matter? So as as normally as gleeful and as playful as I am, I got word today that my stepfather has been hospitalized due to COVID-19 virus. He went Mm. in at about one o'clock this afternoon. My mother, who's 60, I want to say 62 years old, who suffers from some high level uh, illnesses. So she's very you know, on the on the spectrum, she's now staying at home by herself. She's scared. Her husband's in the hospital. It's just crazy and chaotic right now, man. The, the whole fan, it's just, it's just tore my heart out today. I can't be there for my mom. Can't be there for my stepfather. On top of that, I'm going to break y'all with another one. My cousin got rushed to the hospital this afternoon. Uh, he's dealing with COVID as well. He was incoherent. So they got him pent up in the hospital right now. So Wow. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, it's probably a 90% chance that my mom's has it. So I'm scared to death right now, to be honest with you. So if my wow. energy's off SLT Nation, I'm sorry. It ain't that I don't love you. It's just that I got a lot on my mind right now. Oh, man, we, man, we sorry to hear that, man. man. man well, we got, uh, well, we got Gemini Jones back. Yeah, I moved my computer and all of a sudden the whole screen just went black. I was like, wait a minute now, what's going on? But you gotta, I'm back. Gotta love being live, right? Exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah. And I am the head coach, KT. Jim and I, we already did our intros. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> all right, hey, this week we're highlighting former NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. Episode 52, entitled Ray Ray, Ray the Gladiator. KD. Go ahead and give us his breakdown. All right. So 
The best linebacker of all time. Ray transformed the way linebacker was played. The Deion Sanders of linebackers. He put Miami football college and Baltimore Ravens back on their feet. Ran a defense that shut down almost everybody stomping their way to a Super Bowl, where he won the MVP. The first time and only time a middle linebacker won it. With his flamboyant entry dance, his motivational skills, and his unequal knowledge and talent, he was the hero for the next two generations of players after him. All you saw were the best players of defense, high school, college, and professional, wearing that famous 52. So I know he also had some troubles off the field, but what what do y'all know Ray Lewis as? Like what when y'all hear his name, what do you, what exactly do y'all think of? Original beast mode. Leader, okay. a true gladiator, um, a uh, motivational motivator. speaker, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Can't get paid enough, take a hit from him. I'll tell you that too. No, no, <laughs> no. That, he's on something else. What you got, B? I told this story to one of my work groups, and the moment I popped in, I think it was Madden, it might have been Madden 2011. He was graced as the cover athlete of that edition. When you turn the game on, you know, they show these little cut screens and, and, and all of this stuff going on. So Ray Lewis did this little speech. That little speech, it was probably about 35, 40 seconds long as they showed all of the names of people who developed the game. But that little speech put the hairs on my arm. And no matter what happened with Ray before Super Bowl 34 in the situation in Atlanta and all of that stuff made me realize that this dude is so much more bigger than his past. So if you ask me just wholeheartedly about Ray Lewis, I would say this is a great story because we see somebody who has talent, who made a mistake, who had a second opportunity, who made right on that mistake. And not only did he make right on that mistake, but he's taking it to the extreme and he's motivating and he's helping other wayward youth. During the lockout, the year they were threatening for the lockout, Ray came and said, man, those of y'all who who are talking about we don't need football, it's players who right now that are living off this money that if they didn't have NFL money, they would be in your living rooms right now. That's And that's the truth. That's the raw. That's, that's where Ray comes from. He has a true gladiator spirit. That dude is raw from the streets, and it's just an overall good story to me. I like it. I like it. All right, B. Jones, do you have some Ray Lewis trivia for us this week? Yes, I do. So Ray Lewis led that defense with the Baltimore Ravens, which is considered by many as one of the best defenses of all time. If you don't believe me and you need proof, after doing some research, I learned that that defense alone that year shut down four NFL offenses. That's four shutdowns, which means the offense didn't score a point against them, which is one shot of a record. So only one other team in history was able to accomplish a feat like that. So one of those shutouts came in Super Bowl 35 against the New York Giants. So sorry, Giants fans, I got to do this to you. But in that game, here's my question for SLT Nation. And I kind of made this one a little bit harder because I just don't want to pay any money to get nobody a T-shirt. I'm being selfish this week. All right. Give me the names of the two players that had back to back kick returns in Super Bowl 35. It was one player for the Giants. And it was one player for the Ravens. It's sequence in that game in which they scored two touchdowns back to back. It was kickoffs in the Super Bowl. Good luck, yeah, sports life talk. Yeah, I, I know the Ravens one. I'm trying to think Me about too. the Giants, but we really don't care about Giants fans. To be honest with you, B. So you good? You ain't got to apologize. Hey, All right, and we'll go so to the funny. website. I'm sorry. It's so funny because I was gonna put my Odell Beckham Giants shirt on today, but I'm so glad you did. Thank you. <laughs> Well, if you get the question, go to the website. I already got the question posted up there. Answer it. First one to get it, you get some love from B. Jones. And if you're a medium, we got a Dallas Cowboy jersey edition. 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some local life. Serge, you have an athlete for us, correct? I do. I do. We have this week with the, all the accomplishments this person has, we could probably help dedicate a whole episode to her. I feel like Aaliyah Johnson, 13 years old. Man, I literally, I mean, I could run down and just talk about every little accomplishment, probably just give you the highlights. One gold medalist is a triple jump, gold medalist, 60 meter dash, silver medalist is in 200 meter dash, silver medalist in long jump. Most recently in the 2020 Louisiana Youth Indoor Classic is where she got the silver medal in the 60 meters. But all from 2014 onwards, she's been one of those athletes I, I think you can start looking at and seeing like, hey, this is somebody I can see making the Olympics one day and running for our country. And represent, and, and we will have her tomorrow. We're going to interview her tomorrow on a separate show that we're going to record and put it out later. Man, that is awesome! Like, I, I just feel like it's like one of those being able to get somebody who really becomes famous before they before they get famous. I think it's going to be an honor for us as an SLT show to definitely have her on. So, so maybe Pam, me and you, uh, well, you and I. We can have her give us some pointers on stretching and everything before we race. Cause I still ain't forgot. It's oh, going down. Yeah. Uh oh. No. No. You. You. No. I'm. You said it's going down. Oh no. Hey, yeah. Kev. Pam. Pam. Look at shape, man. You can tell she thinning out. She. Hey. You can tell she been putting it in during quarantine, bro. You don't want to smoke. Smoke. What are you trying to say about me? I'm in shape too, man. You don't want to smoke. You don't want to. We don't know. I don't know, man. Wait. Well, oh, yeah. Just go ahead and give us some uh, we forget stretching what techniques. Was. What, what's up, Serge? I said the loser. What does the loser have to do? What, what was the bet? Rub the winner's feet. Oh, that's, you a damn lie. I ain't even going to run. I ain't touching nobody's feet. <laughs> Ew, especially your feet. See, no that's, that's, that thing, man. that's a eat worthy, not a yeet worthy. For sure. <laughs> I know, right? Gross. Whatever. Grossness. Whatever. Um, and then for our local business, man, we definitely hit a home run this week with two ladies that are definitely making a name for themselves. Allison Ray Lawson. She is the owner of two, not one, but two 7-Elevens. And she's also now been confirmed to own the nation's top-selling retail of McBride Sisters wine collection called the Black Girl Magic. And she was recently also featured on our own local Fox 4 here in Dallas. But to be obviously a minority, an African-American woman in this day and age, to have a business and kind of really just not stopping there and still wanting to thrive for greater heights. The fact that, like I said, mentioned, like she owns two 7-Elevens and also at the same time as doing a wine business, I mean, I I can't even imagine like what all the work that she had to probably put in and go through to get to where she is today. And it doesn't really seem like she's slowing down from, you know, the stuff that I read about her. She actually is promoting the McBride Sisters, which is an African-American owned, female owned, obviously if they're sisters, wine company out of California. Now, what's interesting about these two sisters is that now I did not read the entire story, but they're long lost sisters and they mm. came together and formed this wine company. So the wow. lady that owns the 7-Eleven purchased their Black Girl Magic wine and started selling it in her stores. And she started promoting it and 
to she became the largest distributor of wow. this black girl magic wine for these two ladies. And so shout out to her. You know, like I said, she owns these 7-Elevens and then she put these two ladies, these two, you know, minority African-American women on the map with their wine. Typically white male dominated industry. Oh, um, yeah. We are seeing sure. that more, more and more females are getting into the wine business mm-hmm. of all, you know, of different races, but it's yep. predominantly a white male dominated industry. And so congrats to her for owning two 7-Elevens and then also Huge. to Bride Sisters for having this wine. Uh, the 7-Eleven is in Arlington that she is selling out of. She can't keep it in. It, it always sells out, but it is called Black Girl Magic and it can also be found on their website, um, abridesisters.com. Well, I want to say something to Daryl. I got four good races left in my life. <laughs> Two for my sons, one for Pam, and one for whoever else who want to get it who don't run track. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> You don't want none of this. Uh, um, you, you just don't. Wait, what if homegirl that coming on the show tomorrow wants to race? You? Wants to race you? Is that you didn't hear what court? I said at the end? Oh yeah, that that I said that race. doesn't run track. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I try. Right. Hey, I tried to race some middle school kids, and I was like, God, I almost tore both my hamstrings up. So yeah. <laughs> so you think you can beat me, and you can't even beat middle school kids? No, I can beat you and middle school kids. How about that? And if Aaliyah wants some. No, I'm joking. No, I was about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop, stop the presses. Stop no the presses. No, no more. Whatever. If you All want right, some, so Katie, you can get it too. For, okay. Uh, if you were forced to go into a bubble, what is the one or two items that you would have to take with you? I, I'm assuming guess, outside of essentials, obviously, right? Outside yeah. of essentials. Like, these are, you know... Uh, I mean, I definitely got to take my Xbox. There's there's no way I can survive just sitting and watching TV and reruns and shows. And yeah, I'm going to have to take my Xbox. That's that's going to be at the top of the list for me. Yeah, you got to bring the PS4 and got to yeah, take my take laptop, you know, to make sure yeah. I delete the, the history every now and then, you know, but you got to take the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would give you a free subscription, Kev. <laughs> what is it called sponsor him no no they actually are giving free subscriptions to nba players what on one site yes yes yeah they're giving them free subscriptions free passes wow. well better that than the maid yeah I'm, I'm with you kev I, I gotta take the ps4 with me I probably, I don't know. I would have to take maybe some water burger. I don't know, man. I would have to find like my favorite food and take that with me as well or something like that. But like Spencer Dinwiddie said, please don't fly to LA work now. Did y'all hear him say that? Mm -mm. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. He was doing an interview with Taylor Rooks, which I've been studying her body of work lately. Phenomenal analyst. Taylor Rooks is for the guys. It's funny that you said her her body of work. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's a strong platform that she presents us with, and she gives us some good quality. and And she was interviewing NBA play. He said, uh, "Don't fly to LA work out there, man." I I died laughing. It's it's pretty funny. I challenge everybody to go check that out. But the one thing we know we got to have is a phone because I know out of all of us, if we went to a bubble, I would have to report Pam. You know she ain't gonna do right. 
Yeah, so is the phone considered That's essential? Probably right. Yeah, I'm assuming a phone. I mean, you can't go anywhere without a phone these days. Yeah, you know they got that snitch hotline. They got that snitch hotline. I already know. Hey, you say that too, Ken. What did I do? Jim, now you know you can't stay still too long. You're right. I've been snuck out out the window. I'd be like, hey, Gemini's out there eating some CCs. We ain't got CCs here. I'm I'm really selling you out. Probably oh, KD too. You like you'll sneak out too, KD. Sneak out. What do you? She will be right there with me. We both exactly. Both of yeah. Exactly. We're gonna be like, where's Pam at? Wherever KD is. Where's <laughs> yep. wherever Pam's at. I think what I would have to take with me as a, I would take my eyebrow pencil, y'all, because <laughs> that's a goal. Hey, that's that's a necessity for you, man. I mean, it, it is, it is, because you know your whole face can change the shape and the look of your eyebrows. Indeed, so, it definitely. But like, wouldn't that be all together in like your makeup kit, though? So you could just take your makeup kit, though, right? What am I gonna wear makeup for? Why are you doing your eyebrows? I mean, because I might want to take selfies in the bubble. I don't need all my makeup. I just need my eyebrow pencil in the bubble, y'all. Yeah. Bubble oh, guess what? I just ran into. Guess what? I just ran into at the bubble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Oh, speaking of bubbles, I know this is completely off track, but yesterday your boy SpongeBob turned 34. 34. I know good and well we're not talking about SpongeBob on Sports Life Talk. One I know, of SpongeBob, I hate, I hate that yeah. show with a passion. Man, I love SpongeBob. Me All SpongeBob means. Too. Yeah, so shout out to SpongeBob on your birthday uh, yesterday. Yeah. That'll be probably the last time we ever refer to SpongeBob on this show. <laughs> Hopefully. Somebody just asked if it was a family show, so we had to bring SpongeBob up to kind of cover Exactly, to balance it out. Yeah, balance SpongeBob. Daryl, no, I don't know why the hell we talk about SpongeBob, but hey, that's our host. Okay, so what I would take in the bubble, I think, is a cap. You know, it's kind of like how the eyebrow pencil is for Pam. I have to have one of my hats with me. And then you said two items. I got to have a ton of water, like, and I want a specific water. My favorite is aquapana. But if y'all can't get any aquapana, then I'll take the essential water. You know, take and that water is exactly bubble. why you single. What? <laughs> <laughs> aquapana. Wait. Aquapana. Y'all heard it. Every said, dude just logged off. Every guy was she was just single, logged though, off. <laughs> Who says she was single, B. Jones? That's right. We had we had a situation a few weeks ago. We giving out two giving out too many. What you talking about, B. Jones? She gave out too many. There is no Houston Bay. There's no. Oh my bad. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to something sports related. NASCAR tonight is having an event, and they're going to have thirty thousand spectators there. Where we already know tomorrow, at least eleven thousand will have COVID. Where? And I'm gonna tell you this, man. Where? where, where what, what city? It's an all-star race tonight somewhere. And you know, ESPN. I'm glad that you said that because a lot of places that I've been going. So my daughter's in therapy, and oh, they've been also doing sending out surveys for schools to determine if you want to send your kid back to school. So one of the surveys was asking, like, have you participated in any of the protests? So because they're having, what did you call this? An all-star race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hope that they put this in the surveys also. Did you attend the race? So that way we know where you were instead of just mm. out in the protests. Because I think we all can agree. It's it's too early for that to have spectators there. Just run the race. 30,000. 30,000. They, 30, they all are required. Been understandable. Yeah. That's not even understandable right now. No, they're all saying required to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, I mean, it's yeah, so big. Yeah. You can make it literally like 10 to 20 feet between people <clears> with 3,000 people. <throat> 
Yeah, but they're all required to wear a mask. But come on, y'all. That's just not smart, NASCAR. Y'all, y'all were doing the right thing. And now we're so money hungry and just we're in such a rush to get everything back to normal. It's not the right time. Trying to be the first at everything, huh? Yeah. Sorry, Pam. I didn't mean to cut you off. You did, but it's okay. So our first topic for the evening is that um, Kenny Jones said that LeBron isn't. Kenny Jones? Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith. <laughs> oh, who is Kenny, Kenny Jones? I mean, Wait. your last name is Jones. You want to tell us something? Because. <laughs> Look, is that, is that Texas Bay? Yeah. I have no way. I'm as single as, as a newborn baby. So Kenny Smith said that LeBron isn't in his top five because it's easy for people to score in this era. So he put LeBron at 10 and Kobe isn't even a top 10 player, which I, I mean, Kenny Smith, what team did he play for again? The, the Rockets, the Kings, the J. Uh, he, won, uh, he won two rings with the Camelage one in Houston. Yeah. Oh, okay. But here's yeah, my that's thing. What he's really known yeah. for is being yeah. on he's yeah being on TNT with Barkley, Shaq, and Ernie. If you don't have Kobe in your top ten, then we don't even need to listen to you. Exactly. Point blank. Period. And LeBron should be in your top five at least. And to say this easier to score now than it was then, it's, it's a joke. It's more talent now. That's why it's better scores because we're focused more on offense, and you can't just go to the hole and get clothesline like the Pistons used to do. So Kenny Smith, I don't know if he's trying to do this for a clickbait. But it, it's okay. just unfair to do LeBron and Kobe. Okay, I just have a very quick comment. Why does it seem like all of these old geezers now have a whole lot to say about the new kids now? Like, I think Charles Barkley said some things and so-and-so said some things. Oh, well, I could take this kid and I could do that. If y'all don't sit y'all old, bad, knee-having, broke Achilles, <laughs> ACL surgery-having behinds down and just let the new generation just be the new generation. Don't talk about what you did back in your day. That's done and over with, especially Kenny Smith. Are you even relevant? Were you relevant? Are you still relevant? Just if you wasn't on the show, would you be relevant? Okay, then. Well, first and foremost, Pam, shout out to you for listing off of about three really good applicable injuries that are sports related. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised you you dipped that that deep into the well. I thought you had them at one or two, but when you hit them with the Achilles, I said, go, Pam, go. You know I got a ball, Pam, man. Stop playing. (laughs) All right, now, listen, this is the deal. We wouldn't be a show if we all just jumped on the bandwagon for one train of thought. So I actually had to look into this, and I got to defend Kenny Smith to a certain point degree of what he's saying okay so i read something that said between 1956 and 1983 they literally only had two players which were bob Cousy and oscar robinson that were not centers that won the mvp award after the jordan era and during the jordan era they changed it and since then shaquille o'neal and tim duncan were your only mvps that came from that center position the thing about it is, is when they got rid of hand check and they added in defense of three seconds, it allowed players to do more. Now, this is the fallacy of what Kenny Smith missed out on. Kobe and LeBron are generational type athletes. It don't matter what league you had put them in, on what planet and what rules, them dudes was going to be killers. They were going to be top five regardless. So Kenny Smith said it like Pam said, he was just trying to create some type of conversation because he's never been in the conversation like they have been in it, but he is right. The rules change and it did make it a more higher scoring league and it did take away some of the defensive nature and it took away some of the power from the post position. Man, obviously when I first heard this and saw this, I was like, wait, you don't have LeBron in your top five and you don't have Kobe in your top 10. I was like, this is pretty blasphemous. But 
because of the fact that this is a topic that's ongoing and it's continuously ongoing and it's an opinion based topic, obviously. And I think when he started talking about like why he ranked certain players where he ranked them, I don't agree with like you just put all these centers in your top five, but it's his list. I mean, he has every right to think the way he that he wants, but I don't like your caveat by saying that it's easier for people to score right now because that's just not true. I understand the hand-checking rule is something that's changed the game, but you're not taking into account that over time, everything has evolved, meaning athletes evolve, they're bigger, stronger, faster. There's more, you know, whether it's from nutrition to studying game film to I mean, just everything from coaching to intricacies of playing defense. I mean, pick and roll is pretty much 90% of the league now and three-point shooting. So are guys easier to score now because three-point shooters are so much more common? Even the big men are shooting threes. Back then, only maybe one, maybe two players kind of sort of could shoot threes on a team. Now, if you have don't at least have four guys on the court at the same time that can decently shoot threes, you're probably not going to be on the, on the court. So, which means guys like Steph, Clay, I mean, those are the upper tier guys, but even guys who are even in the middle of the pack who are in the league for because of their three-point shooting, somebody like Kyle Korver, who's made into the league 16, 17 years, and strictly is known for a three-point shooter. He's not a defensive player. He's not a 3 and D guy. He's strictly out there to shoot. So, But if he sues it as a higher clip, and when you compare it to guys back in the days, I mean, he probably shoots better than anybody probably outside of, I would say, like Steve Kerr, percentage-wise. And so you can't just say that it's easier to score now just because there's no hand-checking. Because if it was that easy, then why isn't everybody doing it? Why isn't everybody doing what James Harden does, dropping 35, 40, 45 points? Like, if it's that easier, then people should be doing it. Even with the three-point line, you would think the scoring average would actually be higher. No, it's like, I mean, people also talk about like people don't play defense. Like, just the game evolves. The, the court is spread. And I just think that people just really simplify it. And Pam, to your question, why are all these old men talking? Because, you know, it's everybody. Like, nobody wants to give up their generation of, like, oh, the newer genera- generation is better than us. I think Steve Kerr it was, like, two or three years ago, he was sarcastically talking in an interview. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, because even though people evolve and the technology is better and people, you know, get paid more just in regular day job, not just athletes, but everybody's slower. They, everybody's worse. And, you know, he's just sarcastically talking about, and he's an older player who played with Michael Jordan and he knows guys are way better now than even when he was playing. And if you can't acknowledge that, then we have a problem. So I don't have a problem with the list as much as why you made your list the way you did. I think if you just said like, Hey, this is my opinion. I think, that these guys are better. Okay, if you think Wilt, Shaq, you know, Magic, Bird, all these guys are better, okay, that's fine because there's other people that don't even put LeBron in their top 10, Kobe in their top 10. That's fine. I mean, that's, I do. I put Kobe in my top 10 and I put definitely LeBron in my top three, really, one, but that's my personal opinion. Not everybody has to agree with that. But check this out, Serge. This is where I have to, I, I agree with you, but this is what, you, you're saying that it's all just the athletes are becoming better and the systems are becoming better. And to a certain degree, I do agree with you, but the physicality is also changing. When you remove hand check, that changes a lot on how a team can play defense and it allows you to create more space. So I remember watching Allen Iverson come through the lane and the one word that would always be said was fearless because 
you didn't want any part of coming through that lane. You know what I mean? Like that was, you didn't want that smoke to go down there and get beat up on. And so now you got players who are probably not even as half as talented. You got the J.J. Barreas who are smaller than you taking that thing to the hole without fear because of the rule changes. So I think you put the defense at a disadvantage and it's, it's all engineered to create a more palpable sport. Fans want points. Fans want three-pointers. Fans want slam dunks. If you have a boring game that's slow pace and looking like the old school basketball, it's not going to be a, a good-looking sport. It's not going to last. So to, I get what you're saying, but teams weren't scoring 135 to 127 like I saw the, the, the Warriors versus the Wizards put on like last year. That stuff wasn't happening, man. I agree to an extent with that too, but like think about it. Like, I guess if you were in the mid-90s, like you got Shaq, Robinson, Olajuwon, when those guys are running down the court, about Olajuwon. they're all running where? To the paint. They're going to post up. You're going to dump the ball down, and that's you play inside out. Nowadays, guys are running down the court, but if you're a big man, you're trailing. You're spotting up at the three-point line. So where's the big man who playing defense on that guy? Where does he have to be? He's going to be out there defending his man, which means what? More space for the wing guys to attack the goal. So... It's all predicated on those athletes are also better. It's all the way to the five man. You know, if it was the five man, that was great. Then it became the wing. Now it's, that's what they'd say, this positionless basketball. Like, it's literally just five guys being out there on the court, which yep. means there's no way you can't say that all guys are better. I don't like when guys are talking about, like, guys who maybe come off the bench or, or at the towards the end of the bench and they come on and play for a few minutes. It's like they're trash. You do realize that if they make it to the NBA, they're good enough to make it to the NBA. Like, they're not trash. If you're comparing them to LeBron and KD, yeah, they might be trash. But compared to you, they're not trash. You know, so I just think that people just have to start giving more credit to the guys. And that goes for even 15, 20 years from now. Like, you know, Zion, Luca, those guys in 10 years are going to be like, man, how are these guys doing what they're doing? And then there's going to be another generation of guys who are going to be there's going to be a kid that's coming out in the next 15 years who watched Steph Curry play. He's going to be literally shooting right by half court, and he's going to be draining it just like Steph Curry did for the last five years. It's, it's just going to happen. So look, that's all he's going to practice, or his parents are going to make him practice every day all his life. He's not going to ever go inside. He probably can't dunk. He's too short, but he's got a sniper all the way from half court. And we're going to eventually maybe have a three-point line that's from 30 feet and not 22 and a half. All right. Well, that was topic number one. Moving yeah. on to topic number two. So the NFL is banning jersey swaps. So jersey swaps is what happens after the game when your favorite player on the other team allows you to have their dirty, musty, funky jersey that they just played in, right? So that has been banned, and I'm assuming that that's being banned because of COVID. Now, Forget the fact that we've been running. That's not why it's been banned. No. It, 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 oh, okay. Know, just, All right. Just let me know because you know I'm. I'm I kind of hope it wasn't the reason because that just is really idiotic. But go ahead. Right. We've been running up and down the field. We've tackled each other. We've fallen all on each other. We have touched each other. We have groped each other. We have swatted each other on the ass. And we've done all of that. We've helped each other up. We've high fived. We've done all of that. But then I can't have your jersey, which is really really dumb to me. Which is kind of like when my son played in this tournament this past weekend, but they didn't allow them to shake hands afterwards. Don't understand why they have all each other's sweat all over them already. But so what y'all think? 
I don't like it. I feel like this is part of the game. It's everybody's been doing it. I don't, I think because of COVID, it's not a valid reason to not do it. Also, some of these players don't ever get to either go to the playoffs, go to the finals or ever get like a Super Bowl ring. So this is like keepsakes for them for later on in life, whether they want to keep it, put it in their house, sell it, you know, do whatever they want to pass it on to their kids, keep it part of the legacy. They're not able to do that because of this. So I think maybe if they were to say maybe it's temporary, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, it makes zero sense because like Pam said, we've been tackling each other. We've sweating on each other. We've exchanged bodily fluids. So now... You're gonna you're gonna trip on us swapping jerseys. Yeah, I'd do it anyway. I'd be the rebel, be like, "Hey, meet me outside the." And see, that's why we can't keep, take you to a bubble right there. You don't <laughs> listen. You're hard headed. What they say about a hard head to make a soft foot? You gonna learn. <laughs> Coach <laughs> called me up and told me he said, "Man, don't worry about making SLT Nation love you to come on here and tell the truth." And so that's what I'm gonna do. And you know what? You don't swap the jerseys because the NFL says so. That's something my mom always told me. Don't ask me why. Just don't do it. And it's a simple rule for self-preservation. They want to make sure that they're doing everything that they possibly can to have precautionary measures. The reason I'm probably in a bad mood and cranky now is because there is a high probability that we won't even get to have NFL and we won't have college football because people went sit their asses down for 14 days without having to go to the movie theaters and go out and about and do stuff. So guess what? It's a and simple rule. Right, you know what? You are, Most of you guys are getting paid two, three hundred thousand dollars buy you three of your own extra jerseys for $100 each at every game, ship it to them in the mail. Sign it and ship it to them in the mail. It don't have to be game worn. Guess yes, what? Yes, it does. You'll That's play, the whole point. You'll play you them next year. You'll jersey. play them next year. Well, you know what? You don't get one this year. Let's just play football and let's just have a good time because don't nobody need your sweaty, greasy self all over the jersey and then handing it to somebody else and contracting COVID or whatever, West Nile or SIDS or whatever else y'all got going on. So, okay. I'm just so wait, a minute, wait a minute, on that thought right there. So let's just say they allowed you to go to a Saints game where you social distance and Drew Brees said, B. Jones, you know what? <clears throat> what you going to do, throw it back? You gonna throw it back at Drew? You gonna be like Drew? No, nah, I can't yeah, take. Yeah, well, well yeah, first off, see. Drew, Drew no. broke. Drew broke the rule. I didn't break the rule, so I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> no, but you have that to racist jersey. No, 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 no. You have to give it to us. No, 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 no. Drew's like, hey, I'm gonna give you mine. You give me the jersey, or actually, the Sports Life Talk T-shirt you got on. Give it to me, and we got this going. So that's okay, right? That's okay. Don't get quiet now. Don't act like you're frozen. You're not frozen. Don't get quiet now. Listen, listen, the reality of the situation is I would. But also, I don't have that type of opportunity every other weekend and week out. If I see, Hold on. Yes, I can because I'm not on the same platform as them. Those guys run in a total different circle. The game is not the same. I'm a fan that will get a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Drew Brees can play the same team two or three times in his career. Matter of fact, if you want to talk about Drew Brees and the Mighty Saints, that that dude is he's one of the only quarterbacks that has had the opportunity to defeat all 31 other teams. So guess what? He didn't play you, and if you love him enough, he'll send you a jersey after, hey, he'll send you one straight from Fanatics. I guarantee they got him him 30% off right now. They got him 30% off. He can can even put Sports Light Talk on the back for me. Nope, I want the sweaty I want the sweaty jersey with all the all the turf stains and the yeah, all, yeah so, so so if the so if the Chiefs and the Buccaneers played each other right, and after the game, in real time, Gronk 
and Travis Kelsey were going to trade jerseys with each other because they're it's like kind of like one passing the torch down to the other, whatever you want to call it. But we end up not being able to do that. The season gets canceled, and Rob is like, man, I don't want to come back next season, start all over again, and I'm going to just stay retired. So now he doesn't have that opportunity to get a game-worn, right after the game, jersey. I know what you're saying, but everybody could do the whole buy four jerseys, sign it, and send it. Everybody could do that. It's, the meaning behind that is really irrelevant. There's something behind and you know game worn jerseys. Even when D Wade's last game when he played against LeBron, like those guys did it. And same thing with Kobe. And same thing with Dirk. I mean, all these guys were doing it. So there's meaning behind it. That's not the same as they know they can. Even some of the game that they're not giving jerseys to somebody else, they could take it off and be like, hey, I want this to go to this person. They could do that, but they're not. And I just think it just goes to throw away the whole thing. It doesn't make sense for you to do it because of coronavirus when you're already playing and you're doing every single thing that you're already doing pretty much the entire game you're passing it on to whoever else the entire time so me giving it one jersey to one player when i've already pretty much touched everybody on my team and probably the opposing team you know if you had the coronavirus and you gave it to somebody else you pretty much gave it to everybody out there well i say this travis kelsey and gronkowski will never touch each other on the field because they both play offense. They both play the same position. So that's mute. But at the end of the day, if those two give each other coronavirus, you just shut down the NFL. If Drew Brees gave me coronavirus, me and Drew out for the next couple of weeks. But if Drew gave it to Tom Brady, you just ruined two locker rooms. How do you know who gave it to who, though? Yeah, that's irrelevant because if somebody has it and they're playing football, they're already in contact with everybody. You just... Yeah, it's just, it's just it's there's pointless. no it's way just, Gronk can give it to Kelsey yeah. or the vice They're gonna be wearing, they they gonna be wearing these new masks. They're gonna have on these new masks, they so they won't be. They're not gonna be spitting on each other. So uh, go back to what Pam said. There might be some some ass slapping, but that's about as far as it's gonna get, man. They'll be. They'll be you know <laughs> what? You just football you know too what? bad. Let's go. Yeah, let's We're go. We're moving to the drop. on yeah. to the next topic, which yeah. is <laughs> the drop. <laughs> be Jones. As much as I really don't feel like hearing you talk right now, go ahead with the Now, I'm just playing. All right, we got we got a good drop this weekend. Shout out to the shoe sensei, Scoop Johnson. Scoop, scoop. All right, so we got some, from a Jordan drop perspective, which I'm not recommending anybody go out and get the Jordans this week, although they are a nice looking pair. They're the Jordan 11 IE Lowe's. Black Cement is the name. You can go check them out. I'm going to post all of these shoes up on www.sportslifetalk.com. So you can go check them out, see what they look like, and make a determination yourself if you want to. Or you can follow Soul Kicks or Sneaker News or one of the other outlets as well. Adidas is dropping the Yeezy 350 V2 Zions. I'm not a big Yeezy fan. You probably going to catch nah, these joints retail. No and $350, but the shoe that I got for the people, by the people, you know what I'm saying? Because we sports like talking, we try to get you something reasonable. The Jordan Why Not 0.3 will be the feature drop this week. They are the Street Edition Flash Crimson. They will retail at 130. You can go pick them up from all of the normal retail outlets. This is a variation off of the Jordan Why Not's ones and twos, so they hadn't thrown this project in the trash just yet. This is Russell Wilson's actual uh, brand of tennis shoe. Pam, Pam rubbing off on me. The Pam rub, rubbing off on me. Who did I say? Russell who? Wilson. Wilson. Man, that's because y'all still got me on that whole future, him paying future kids and all that stuff. Yeah, blame it on this. Come on. Just, just take it. Take it. You you messed up. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook. 
Agent Zero. This is his this is his custom edition shoe. So and I, I like them. I got a pair of the, the Russell Westbrook Why Nots Part One. They 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 not easy on the eyes, but these are probably some of the most comfortable shoes you'll get. So we'll move right along to the music drop. We had a nice week, which with a little bit of irony, uh, Juice World dropped an album, Legends Never Die. I heard the album was pretty good, but fortunately we lost Juice World last year. Summer Walker, LOE, Life on Earth, Pam, ladies. I hope y'all get a chance to talk about it. I hadn't heard the album, but my I wife is a huge it, Summer Walker Summer, fan. So. Yeah, my wife is a huge Summer Walker fan, so I'm hoping that's gonna be a banger. YG dropped a single called Swag on uh, on July the 10th. So all my West Coast folks, twist them up. You know what I'm saying? YG's back in the building. It's been a while since he dropped an album, so I think he's got a project that's going to be in the making and coming. And then Russ, which I don't, I've never heard of Russ, but Russ has an album called Give Up. So if you're a Russ fan, he got you some new work this week. All right? I swear, and, I swear Russ has a new CD like every three weeks. And they're working hard. Right. He puts in work, man. I only know one song, he and I don't even remember what makes, that song is. Majority of the control song. It was like yeah. one of the first singles he had. Majority of his own beats. He produces all his music, writes pretty much most of his music. And yeah, man, he's he's always putting the work. He's always in the studio. Always. All right. Time to move on to my favorite segment of the show, the Manhattan Project. Take it away for us, Katie. Hey, y'all. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. My Whoa. Boy. You want to do that again? <clears throat> <laughs> Hey y'all. Hey y'all. So all right, so I have a drink of the week and a wine of the week. I know in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning of quarantine, I had mentioned that I was gonna start doing both, and then sometimes I fall off the wagon with doing the wine of the week, but I finally got me some new wine, so I'm gonna share the details. So last week I talked about the seasonal favorite crown peach. If you missed out, just run episode 51 back so you can get all the details on that. So I wanted to keep it peachy all July. So this week I introduced to you the Carolina peach tea. So we will be mixing some vodka, some peach iced tea, a little bit of some lemonade, a lemon wheel for garnish and peach slices for like the inside to kind of have it flown with the drinks and the the ice. Yeah, that's that's one Exquisite. you kind of got me want to try that one. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my. Look, we got a little like garnishment. What kind yeah. of garnish do I have to have? Hmm. It, can, it can be any kind. Okay. How does that KD's gotten a little bougie with the drinks though? We got to put yeah, lemons in there and well, we no, not a lemon, a lemon wheel. A yeah, lemon wheel. wheel. Okay. <laughs> lemons, lemon wedge. And what yeah. the, the aqua panna, panna water? I mean, golly. Aqua panna. All yeah, right. too. <laughs> so I actually had a fancier drink, but it was, it called for too many things. And I was like, yeah, we need something just simple, but kind of bougie, you know? So. <laughs> All right. So for the wine of the week, it is called Saldo, and it is a blend between Zinfandel, Petite Syrah, and Syrah. The plain bottle, it's, so the, the bottle is like an all black bottle, and it has a red label on it, like a small red label. And the company that makes it is called Prisoner's Wine. So I have to, if you go to the website, you'll be able to see a picture of it. So it seemed to be interesting. So I bought it to taste it. Saldo is definitely a different name, and it means you are from here and there in Latin. 
You don't need to form to one single place. That's the funny thing about expectations. They're made to be broken. This dark ruby red wine has bold aromas of black licorice, black pepper, cherry, and bacon spice. The entry is rich, full, and scintillating. The palette is mouthwatering and smooth with a hint of chocolate. Now for the finish, voluptuous with soft velvety tannins. So this wine is definitely chocolatey just like i mentioned a second ago what's your you, question you, you're using a lot of big words, big words because big i don't words. know what they mean i'm is gonna take smooth? them as a sign is of disrespect what uh, um so it's it's very smooth like i say it's soft and velvety the black pepper like the spice it's spicy and chocolatey that's the simple breakdown of the wine <laughs> it's a, a chocolatey wine that don't yeah, okay. it, it it's like a spicy and sweet. Yes, and to me, I wouldn't I wouldn't pair it with any kind of dinner. I would just drink it like like you know after a long day. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now let's move on to this foolishness you have us watching. <laughs> All right. Oh so, <laughs> hold on one second, y'all. So on the show recap. This may destroy you. Um, I may destroy you. Or I mean, I may destroy you. Sorry. What's going on? So we're all rubbing off on each other and we're forgetting our words. So y'all are going to be, I don't know if y'all going to be mad at me. Y'all going to feel some type of way. But I did not watch this episode again. <laughs> so so uh, SLT Nation, we're going to put this out there. <laughs> KD came up with this show. She found this show for us to watch. And she hadn't watched the episodes. I haven't. She hadn't watched last week. She hadn't watched two weeks. Yeah, it's just two weeks. I've only missed oh, two. Just two. Just yeah, two. So last week's episode, I did watch it. I just didn't finish it. And then this week's episode, I just read about it because I didn't have time to watch it. But I did read. So I see that she's doing some type of group therapy session to kind of go through a healing process. I know that y'all said a few things occurred in this episode that were kind of off. I did see them mention something about a Catholic. Were they? Did they go to Catholic school? Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, and, and so it was a, random. Yeah, right. and it was a very odd scene in in this show where they're sitting around talking to this other dude, and there is literally a fight, a brawl breaking out where somebody is just beating the snot out of somebody else on the playground. I just thought that was very awkward. Like I don't know what's going on overseas, but it's it's real raw. Over there, man, they, mm -hmm. they 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 do they move way differently, way and I don't know different. if she's intentionally trying to put this out there, but it it don't feel safe. <laughs> I feel vulnerable watching this show. Like yeah. I don't gonna get raped. I I mean they they <laughs> this show cutting edge. It is. It, it's very. I was confused, and then I thought it's like halfway through. I had to ask myself, what am I watching again? Because this show, I'm sure at the end it'll tie in, but what just watching it Monday night, I was like, Oh, wait, what was I watching again? Because it, it just completely lost me. It yeah, because it's it, it, someone new every show, every show they're taking us down a whole new road of a situation. We only have like three to four to tie this together. Let's let's come on, yep, let's start that's true. Tie it halfway through. through. 
another reason why I kind of I don't hold off on purpose, but sometimes like the first and second episodes, I had to watch those twice because I was confused. So the last two episodes, I'm going to have to watch two times so that way I have a better understanding. So we're not yeah, taking I'm, your I'm, I'm, watching it, I'm watching it once. <laughs> and if I have a question, I'll ask one of y'all. I refuse hey. to keep watching this show over yeah. and over. So the show might as well be called I May Confuse You because <laughs> it's... Confucius say. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just like, what? I mean, I think even even this episode, for me, I just take it as because I could tell the context of the show itself is obviously revolves around sexual assault and stuff, which is unfortunately a thing that's revolving around the world and has been there for a long time. We'll continue onwards, but I think they're just trying to give different scenarios and stuff like that. But I just, I think the, for me, the previous episode, I was just like, I was so like getting distracted because I was just like, there's nothing that's keeping me like really engaged in the show. And it was just like, okay, like pay attention, pay attention. I have nothing to tell myself, like pay attention, like because it was like she goes and she gets to find out, like, oh, we have a name and of who, you know, who it is or whatever. It's like, but you need to go ahead and tell your other people who it is. Like, you know, you need to get their DNA or whatever. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I just was just very, just, all over the place. Yeah, I will say this on behalf of the show, though, because I see we got a lot of a lot of hate coming from a lot of different directions, Kev, which you you used to hating anyway. But Michaela, <laughs> I think that's her name. Is it Michaela or Michaela, the artist that wrote all of this? She's the, the primary actor. Mm-hmm. You could clearly see that she has an agenda. And one thing that stood out on this last episode was the commentary from young lady Theo. She said one out of every two women have been sexually assaulted in 81% of all sexual assaults go exonerated. So that alone, that's 89% alone. actually 89. was it 89? 89. So think yeah. about that. Just let that simmer on yourself. So it may not be the best body of work as far as visually appealing for us to, to sit through it. It's very uncomfortable for us. And that's why we probably don't like it because we have daughters, we have sons. And in this episode, all of a sudden the woman wasn't a victim. Now we're looking at a 16 year old kid who became the victim, who was a guy who just straight up through white privilege, this young lady lied on him. And I hate to spoil the show for the fans that may want to go watch it. But now I'm thinking like, if I'm Pam, like that could have been T. You you see what I'm saying? He may not have been as reckless like that, but think about that. That's somebody's son. And in all these other episodes, it's somebody's daughter. So sexual assault, I'm glad they're broaching the subject. I know it's not the best, uh, not the best way for us to digest it, but it's a lot to be said about this or what she's doing in this writing. It's it's immaculate. These are some strong actors that we'll watch and portray this stuff and bring it to life. That part I can agree with. Katie, final topics. All right, so I'm going to skip the topic that I had and read a tweet to y'all so I can kind of get your opinion. So Serge shared this tweet with the group earlier today, and it says, until I put a ring on your finger, your financial burden remains entirely your responsibility, not mine. Any help I render is from the good of my heart. It was never and isn't your right. Not an obligation for me. Some women think because they look good, men owe them money. Until you put a ring on my finger, my vagina belongs to me. And if I give you some, it's out of the goodness of my heart. So please don't expect it all the time. Next. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just compare your. If we're going to, if men are going to say, and I'm not saying that vagina equals buying things. That's not what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say. You compare it to a monetary unit though. 
But no, but if we're going to go there, then I then we're going to go here, too. If we're going to say if we're going to talk about putting a ring on it or if we want to get technical about things, we can't get technical when it applies to what you want to get technical about. Because technically, when you come home from a long day and you want some, if there's no (laughs) ring on my finger, I have no obligation to give you some just because I gave you some a week ago when you had a bad day doesn't mean I'm obligated to give you some this week when you have a bad day. <laughs> More questions? Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I get what he's saying that you're not obligated. But if, I'm in a, but if I'm in a relationship with somebody and say it's been like over a year and they need help financially, then of course I'm going to help. So no, you're not obligated. I don't even know why he came out and said this. That's just, it's common sense. But it's also common sense to help somebody that's in need, especially if that's your significant other, somebody that you're laying in bed with. Those are some of the things that come with it, whether you have a ring on it or not. If y'all in a committed relationship, and it's like it has to be a like maybe a year or so, you know, close to that. And if you can help them, then do it. It's just that simple. But what about the expectation, though, Kev? I think that's what he was trying to adjust. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, address. I'm not saying that he he's saying that because I don't have a ring on it, I shouldn't, or because I do have a ring on it, I should, or, or vice versa. I'm not sure where he was going. I think the whole comment he was trying to make was the expectation that because we're in a relationship that you see what I'm saying? That I shouldn't be expected to pay for your money. I mean, I shouldn't be expected to give you money and cover your bill. You sex if I don't feel like it either. No, no. You're not though, Pam. You do it it out of the kindness of your heart and that person should give money out of the kindness of their heart. He should see the person that he cares for is struggling. They just lost their job because of COVID because I think we talked about this at the beginning of quarantine and they should see, they should read the room as my daughter always tells me because I'm a little bit brash. I'm obnoxious. And she tell me, daddy, read the room so guess what you need to read the room and if, if somebody's in hurting and if that's somebody you sit up there and you lay up with and you know they taking care of your needs then guess what you need to take it it should be a quid pro quo a law of reciprocity but it should not under any circumstance be an expectation if that man say no you can't sit up there and say well you've been with me you should you, have, you should give me money that shouldn't be the case yeah BJ, and, you just said I, everything i just said though and i think i think in this, in this- I, I just said it better no, you just said the same thing I said. You just you can just be like, Go ahead, I agree, KT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't hear him say that. I thought you know, as always, KT. I agree with everything that you say. So at the, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the tweet, he's saying some women think because they look good. So let's take the relationship out of it. It's women out here that look good. And they feel like any dude that they come across should be obligated to take care of anything that they have. So but that's because some men have done that. Mm-hmm. So if you started off doing that, you can't switch, flip the script later on. So if you started out getting her nails done or you started out bragging about your money and flashing and spoiling her, then don't be mad when that's what she looks for from you. You set the tone for that. So, right. I mean, when you meet the right woman or man for you, all of that stuff will click, whether it's an expectation or not. Like KT said, if I'm in a relationship with you, I'm going to do things for you because I want to, not because I feel like it's required of me, especially if we're in a relationship and not married. But if you start out spoiling me and we're shopping and buying bags and this and that, and I'm steady looking good, and then I want that to continue, that's on you because, sweetheart, you started that. 
Mm-hmm. So y'all put your pocketbooks away mm-hmm. a little bit and stop looking at these Instagram models and wanting these girls with these little bitty waists and these big old booties and these fake titties and these eyelashes I, and all I of this. I call them build a body thotties. Absolutely. If that's all you're going for, sweetie, that's all you're going to get is a woman yeah. that thinks because she looks good, you're going to pay for that. And she well, has she to pay, pay for it. So she has to, she has to get it, you know, returned. Absolutely. Well, hey, but shout you- out to all the build a body thotties, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think they are. Obviously, with anything in life, it's it's got to be a case by case situation. But I think second and foremost, I think a lot of relationship why it doesn't end up panning out in the long run is because communication. I just feel like the communication isn't there as far as what the expectations are. You just started actually doing it rather than actually talking about before you start doing it. And, you know, as much as you want to say, like, you know, three, four five months, even into a relationship, you think things are going well, but it deteriorates because oh, well, you started expecting something or, you know what, you know what, hey, if like B. Jones said, yeah, if you're going through a situation, I'm going to help you out. Or, I'm sorry, KT said, like, if you go through a situation, like, I'm going to help you out. Obviously, like, you should understand the situation, the circumstances that your significant other is in. And that really should go both ways. You know, that shouldn't just be only the man helping out the women. The dude loses his job and she can help him out. It should be the same way. But but you're only going to be able to do so much because even if you were married and the significant other loses their job, it ain't like you got all this extra, extra, extra just sitting around that I can just keep giving you because everything is ours together now. Right. And I just think that there's better communication about what the expectations are from back and forth. And money is always going to be the root of, I mean, any relationship, you know, if when problems arise, usually it's usually money or somebody else that's trying to be in the mix, whether it's a side person, you know, a side boo, whatever you want to call it. It's usually money or that. And I think if there's communication, you know, a lot of this stuff can be prevented. But it's like Pam said, it's something you start off with. If you start doing it, vice versa, you're going to expect it. If you start just, hey, spread your legs and giving it out, then. That's what, That's what he's gonna guys do. are going to expect that. And yeah. the same thing goes in reverse, too. If you start buying bags and getting me to take my nails done, you know, whatever else, and treat me to nice dinners and stuff, well, I would expect that to continue even after we put on a ring, you know? So I think that, that I think that's the basis of it, at least my personal opinion. Okay, I'm, well, that was I'm, deep. I'm going to disagree, but we at the 1.5 minute mark. Yeah. So, so we, <laughs> we got to go home. We got to let these people get on today night. <laughs> All right, so B. Jones, give us a yeet. This yeet came in a very, very, very weird and awkward way. So I'll be, it's going to be a very quick yeet, SLT Nation. And this story is going to tell you that heroes come in all shapes and sizes. So by doing the scroll on IG, I came across a Instagram account. Nicole Noel Walker, all one word. So go and find this, go and look up because her nephew, which name is not out there because he's a minor, jumped in front of a vicious dog to protect his sister who was two years younger than him. And this little kid couldn't have been no more than seven years old. He probably has about 40 stitches going down his mouth. But I tell you what, that's a certain amount of courage and love. And he he came out of that. And his his uh, auntie said that he he, he said that I would re- if anybody had to die in that situation, I was ready to die because I love my little sister. And for mm. a seven year old to say that, I said, man, I don't know. I, I think we were going just to let y'all know we were going to give it to Ezekiel for giving away. I don't know what he gave away, Kevin. Zeke was going to be the yeet. I, I don't yeah, know what he is. Yeah, money, 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 but this is better. 
Yeah, this was better. This is a story that I could conjure up a little something out of myself to find my my way to become a little bit more courageous and jump in the face of trouble when you really, truly care somebody. So, little man, y'all go out there and follow little Nicole, man. Noel Walker, because you the truth. You inspire us all. Thank you for being courageous. And you, sir, young man, deserve a yeet. yeet. All right, guys. Any last minute shout outs? Anybody's birthday, anniversaries, anything this week y'all want to get off your chest? Yeah, I, I do want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to one and only sports who we did a show with on Monday. Richard and Kim Luke, they just had their wedding anniversary. And to Callie J's wife, Miss Leggins, she just had her birthday as well. Hey, Richard Luke, I know him. I went to school with him. I did too. UTA. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, no, Rich is my boy. You know he's been watching the show. Hey, you went to about four different colleges. I don't know. I'm about to check your yo yo. ABU, UTA, SMU. I've never said that. I'm gonna look at your CV. Cedar Valley. Hey, shut up. Cedar Valley. I hope everybody enjoyed our episode and enjoyed watching a whole episode of NXT at KT's house. Hey man, I'm giving you what you want in the background. Forty-eight at my house. Yeah, I can only see half the TV on yours. I can see oh, the okay. whole. I I don't know what the hell this is. I was trying to find a remote to change it, but it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so a, an announcement. I don't know why I'm like unable to speak today, but um, Pam Pam gave it to us all. She spread the cooties I, out over this thing. <laughs> she gave it to y'all. Miss has been on point. So I'm, I'm planning on, I'm planning on hosting a virtual happy hours. It's going to be part of the Manhattan Project, and it's going to be it's going to be on Friday eves, which would be Thursday. So if anybody wants to join me, if y'all can send us an email or hit us up on one of our social media pages, we'll be talking all things sports life talk, and of course talking about drinks. I have some things in store for y'all, just a few surprises. So. I'll be announcing a date pretty soon. So y'all look forward to that. So you oh, I do on have him. one announcement. I do have one announcement. Kevin got all of y'all t-shirts. So the t-shirt order did come in. So if you owe the t-shirt, just ping us, let us know. I got all the winners of the trivia t-shirts in route and coming. I know I've been trying to get some collection of some addresses. So uh, congratulations. Those are in the mail or should be in the mail in the next 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, I think one of the winners is getting it to them personally. So, you know. Oh, wow. I know Jeff Liggins, if um, he got last week's question. I already got his picture up on the site. I love this picture, by the way, Jeff. And because I hadn't said it all episode long, he has a picture of Chris Jackson, who represented last year. We almost did it. That was almost it. Almost. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our show for this evening. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Same time, same place.